there are lots of things you can do around experiences that don't cost a lot of money. Yeah. It really is requires more imagination mm -hmm. than it does resources. You're listening to Experience This, a show about the emerging experience economy with your host, Tom Young. Hey, uh, welcome to the show. I'm sitting down here with uh, Kieran Bajwa in the studio. Hey, Tom. How's it going? All right. Hey, Kieran, today uh, in our continuing uh, journey on this uh, Experiences podcast, we're going to talk about the notion of gift giving mm. to family members and close friends. Uh, and then tie it in with a bunch of other topics like de dematerializing and decluttering your stuff. But the notion of giving experiences to people as opposed to physical gifts. Yep. So you and I talked a little bit about this before, but um, with my kids, I, and I have three kids, mm -hmm. uh, TJ, Sarah, and Heather, uh, is 27, 24, and 14 at this time. They... Um, I about 10 years ago stopped buying them physical gifts and largely because they have too much stuff. You know, they, you know, if they need something, they have it and anything else just becomes clutter. And it feels like the gift is an obligation like, oh, it's Christmas or it's their birthday. I got I got to buy them something whether I want to or not. So what I d started to do was to decouple the gift giving from the time and decoupling it from material things and started to give them, because I traveled quite a bit in consulting, I was able to, I said, basically, let's, I'm gonna do, we're gonna do a trip. And it could be a three or four day weekend or it could be a trip anywhere uh, they wanted to go. That was reasonable, we planned it out. And so I gave them the experience of travel. So I was gonna ask about the planning piece. So are these pre-planned trips or are these kind of just, uh you know what, let's, uh, like, do they have input or is this you kind yeah, of saying, Yeah, I mean, actually, the, the experience is probably dominated by the pre-planning. Like, what are we going to go? Where are we going? And we talk about that and we research it and decide stuff. So, um, you know, I have a list of, and I keep a list and I have a blog for most of these trips, um, just about all of them. I was blogging. And that's actually how we came up with the Rum Jog name was from this experience. But you know, one of the first trips we did, uh, I did with TJ, and he, at the time, and this is 2006, so that's 13 years ago, so he was 14, mm -hmm. and he had never had lobster before. And so mm -hmm. our first trip, uh, one of our first trips that we did in this whole series was um, like on a Thursday or Friday morning, we just got in the car yep. and drove to Maine. Oh, nice. And... We left early in the morning, and we got to Kennebunkport by noon. Wow. And we stopped at this shack in Kennebunkport called uh, a lobster dock or something like that, and we had a lobster roll sandwich. So we drove the whole way up there. It took us about eight hours and had a lobster roll sandwich. And I said, so so how is it? And I was like, eh, it's all right. <laughs> He's like, I get this in New Jersey? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we he could have gotten in New Jersey, but we went to Maine to, to, to so the whole weekend was surrounded around you know having fun in Maine and lobster and stuff like that. So uh we booked a hotel room and and we just hung out in Maine and we didn't we didn't really have a plan. We went to uh the LL Bean outlet that's there oh, yeah. in Freeport mm -hmm. and we did a couple of experiences there. And actually it's interesting looking back, they would sell experiences. Oh, at L.L. Bean? Yeah. 
Wow. So one was archery experience. Oh, nice. Because they're trying to promote their gear. So you go out and you pay like $12 or whatever it was. Yeah. And they take you out to the archery range and you get to shoot a bow and arrow. They have, have a little mini class. And another experience was we we went kayaking in the in the ocean. Yeah. And had a lot of fun. So we, we, we kayaked by this uh, lobster shack on the water. So we drove back after the experience and... We sat down and had, uh, I forget what it was, but it was, we got like some kind of lunch, but then they had two lobsters for 20 bucks. So we just got that as the, uh, on top of it. So but this is like the whole full, the bib, the, the really lobster, you got, a, you got a full lobster sitting in yeah. front of you and you got to, you got to clean it out and they have instructions on how to do it. So was the journey getting up there part of the experience as well? Or did you guys kind of like blitz it? We kind of blitzed it. You know, I don't remember too much about driving up there. Yeah. Uh, I, I do remember a lot being up there. We had a lot of fun. But I remember this epiphany, you know, when we got to this place, I think it was in Trenton, uh, yeah. Maine, right on the water there by Booth Bay Harbor. Um, we're eating these lobsters in a, right in the heart of lobster country, right? We're cracking, we're eating them, and like, eh, it's a lot of work. I like crab better, you know, a crab cake is no work. So you started this when they were teenagers. Yeah, uh, so TJ and Sarah were, you know, probably 14 and 11 or 15 and 12 at the time. And then Heather was at that time just a child. So I didn't really start doing it with Heather until she was maybe seven or eight. Yeah, I think it's a really good idea for teenagers. I, I'm curious because uh, I, I don't know, I'm making generalizations. I don't have teenagers, but right. uh, from things I've heard, I know teenagers are very into stuff right now so i wonder if teenagers are open to the idea of getting a trip for you know a, a birthday or christmas versus a new pair of sneakers um yeah i didn't do it with their consent <laughs> yeah, so, so maybe that's the way to go i i i, I wasn't interested in what they wanted <laughs> in that way because uh i just refused i just was not buying any more shit yeah for them yeah and uh they they had everything they needed and if you ask them now, you know them all. Yeah. If you ask them, they we, we had some great trips. I mean, it's the like it started out like, you know, we drove up to Maine because he didn't have lobster, and then, you know, um, another trip I did with him. He he wanted he liked roller coasters, so we went to Cedar Point out in Ohio. Yeah. And did all the roller coasters, like the roller coaster capital. But then some of the trips got pretty exotic. You know when. In 2012, during when London hosted the Olympics, Sarah graduated um, high school that year. Mm -hmm. So it was a little bit of a more of a special thing. I combined birthday, well, you know, whatever, and graduation. And right after she graduated, we went to the Olympics. So, but it, it, no, I shouldn't say that. We went to Europe. Mm -hmm. We went to Paris, and then what, you know, British Telecom, who was somebody I was doing business with at the time invited us to the Olympics. And I said, hey, I'm in Paris. And they said, well, come over and we'll meet you in the London station, just take the train over. And the limo picked us up in London and whooshed us over to Hyde Park and we stayed at the Mandarin Oriental for a day. And then we went to see, they took us to the Olympics, they took us all over London for a day and a half. Wow, pretty fun. And we saw, we, at the time we thought it was Michael Phelps' last race. It turns out he came back in the 2016 Olympics, but we didn't know that at the time. and. We went to London and then we flew to Venice and then we went to Rome yeah. and then flew home. So it was a wild trip and we were 
we flew into Brussels, went to Paris, went, took the tunnel train to London, went to the Olympics, went to Venice, went to Rome. By the end, I think we'd overdosed the experience because wow. Rome was our last stop. And, yeah. and while we had some fun there, she was really tired by then. I, mm. I'm, you know, I'm used to traveling, so that wasn't that big a deal for me. But if you don't travel a lot, five European cities like that in 10 days, yeah, that's good. It's probably too much. Yeah. Yeah. So let's so just, yeah, to and from the airports and all that but jazz. But another exotic trip we did, uh, uh, it was when TJ graduated high school. We went to the, we went to China. And I'd read that the World's Fair was going to be in Shanghai. Mm -hmm. And so we're like, all right, let's go. I mean, I, and I was always fascinated by the World's Fair, like from the you know the 1964 World's Fair in Queens, New York, and um, some of the, but that still it still goes on, but it, it's not what it used to be. So yeah. anyway, it was in it was in Shanghai. So okay, let's let's go to we go to Beijing, and then we'll go to Shanghai. So just like a lot of the trips I did, we bookended the trip. Yeah, I had um, a flight into Shanghai. I mean, a flight into Beijing, a flight out of Shanghai. We had to get visas and all that stuff. And uh, I booked hotels, but I didn't do anything else other than that. Which we've talked about is quite fun. I mean, sometimes just you, you need to bookend the trip and have a little bit of prep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it can it can bite you in the ass. Yeah. Because you because I, I had I had re done a lot of research on taking a train from uh, Shanghai to Beijing. Um, sorry, Beijing to Shanghai. They have some pretty cool trains that you can do that with. And there's one that's a diplomatic train. So I'm figuring, okay, I'm reading the different kind of tickets you get and all that, and yeah. having fun on the train to see it compared to European trains. And uh, so when we got to Beijing, I had hired a guide and a driver to get us around, to take us to the Great Wall mm -hmm. and take us on a tour of uh, the Olympic facilities because we went the year after the Olympics, I think. And uh, it was uh, it was great. I mean, the, you know, we went around. TJ at the time was probably you know he's still he's tall. He was like six two, six three, and the the um, you know blonde haired, you know, um, yeah, st 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 stuck out white, like a sore thumb. White guy. Yeah, the, <laughs> we walked through Tiananmen Square and people were yeah. staring. <laughs> And some, one one family came up and wanted to take his picture with him. So, and you told me once about a story where I think you guys went to France and took a class on how to make croissants. Yeah, um, yeah. And and we've been talking about the notion of these local, like these localized experiences. And I think Airbnb is trying to get into this, but those are probably really good yeah. gifts that actually, um, you know, plug you right into. Uh, the local culture and give you a feel for what life might be like in a city. Yeah, this is a trip I did um, when Sarah graduated college. Yeah. Uh, so she 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 was high school is four, so she graduated in sixteen. So it was about two and a half years ago, maybe three years ago. Uh, and she took her sister with her. So it was, it was me and the two girls, and we flew to Paris for five or six days. We mm -hmm. were there. And, you know, I've been to Paris many times. Uh, and uh, Sarah was there once before. And I think Heather might have been there once with her mother. I forget. Uh, but, but so anyway, I love going to Paris. It's probably my favorite place to go. And uh, the, my girls like it too. So we stayed on the Champs-Élysées. And I used to use, give Marriott points. We stayed there. And um, but I wanted to do something different. You know? Yeah. 
And so I went on one of these tour sites and they had uh, a baking class in one of the suburbs of Paris. And, you know, so you, you go in and they go, you go into a working bakery and the guy was some award-winning pastry chef. Anyway, so we got there around 10 a.m. And it was just me and the two girls. And then we had a translator. Yep. Uh, although my Sarah spoke enough French, she, she could get yep. by. Mm-hmm. But we had a translator and then the chef. And I think there was a, a blogger, a reporter there. But we had sort of very detailed attention. And he went through, because they were done with their, their bakery work. And we went through how they made uh, croissants and uh, baguettes. And they, they, they went through the whole process. The, the girls helped make a batch of each. And, you know, we were probably there for two and a half hours. Yeah. And I would say of that whole trip, you know, and, and by the way, it sounds kind of a, uh, exotic to go do that. And, and in some ways it really is. But in terms of the expense of the whole trip, you know, that tour that we did was probably $300, $400 for the, for the tour. Mm-hmm. But it defined the whole trip. Mm. It was that was the the thing that everybody remembers about that trip. We did a lot of fun things that time, but that was the dominant characteristic, and it was an experience. Yeah, we didn't walk away with like tchotchkes of. No, I think we yeah. walked away with a baguette. It was yeah. it. We yeah. ate it, but it which was, is a much nicer experience. So I right. think like not buying less stuff throughout the year, and probably putting that money towards a more memorable experience. Um, is the way to go. It also, because it ties back to the notion of just getting rid of like less shit in your house. But I also think the types of experiences, so like gift giving before in terms of experience has been definitely around dining, like giving people gift certificates to right. restaurants. But I think it's definitely evolving now to much more creative, immersive experiences than just like the static stuff that's been around for ages. Yeah, I, I to me, I, I'm very... Um... I'm very sensitive to the kind of experiences you get because at one level, you, you, you don't want to go so far afield that you run the risk of it just being a complete waste of time, not interested. So you really have to, and you also don't want to do thing that just falls into the, the same old, same old. Yeah. So I had a rule early on in this whole thing because we've been doing it for about 10, 12 years, uh, 13 years now, no repeats. Oh, that's a good idea. Right, so yeah. although we've, we've violated the rule several times, <laughs> uh, because we've done, I mean, I'm telling you a few things, and we've done. we've done a lot of trips. But um, you want to do one foot in familiar and one foot out, so mm-hmm. it, it extends your boundaries versus running the risk of stepping too far afield or just getting lost in the prior experiences. So, um, and I, I, so I, I mean, another trip we did uh, when TJ and I went, we went to Europe once, and we did. We anchored the tour around the Band of Brothers series on HBO. Wow. So Band of Brothers, if you haven't watched it, is a- World a, War. Well, it's a drama so. documentary style of the 101st Airborne Division in World War II. Okay. So they started, they were at the D-Day and they landed in Normandy and they made their way through uh, Germany, Belgium, France, et cetera, all the way down to Berchtesgarden, which is where basically uh, uh, Hitler's basically last holdout was, a Nazi holdout before they uh, step, uh, surrendered. So they were there in a lot of different cool places. So we, we started out, we flew to Munich, 
because I was to get the best flight. And then we got took a train up to Paris and we started in Paris. Did you plan this whole thing yourself or was this a tour company that- uh, We planned it most ourselves, but we did use a tour company in different stop, okay. spots. So we got to Paris and relaxed a little bit. And then we started the trip. We went up to um, Bayou, France, mm -hmm. which is right in the Normandy region there. And we went to St. Maraglise where the 101st Airborne actually landed. And there's a quick little museum there. And then we, but we hired a tour group, uh, and this is one of the things I would encourage people to do: is get guides, yeah, hire tour to learn about some of the local things. Because it's it's absolutely worth it to get a sense of what you're looking at, as opposed to going somewhere and not knowing. But we were in this tour in Normandy area. We went to the American Cemetery, which is great. I've been there several times. It's a great stop. Saint Marie We went to the Omaha beaches. We went to. Uh, a couple of the the battlefields and stuff like that where people were doing things. But we had a guide teaching us or telling us of some of the details of the place. And one of the people on the tour was a retired colonel from the 101st Airborne who just retired. Oh, wow. So that, that 101st Airborne division, there's a lot of lore and uh, history within the, the 101st Airborne where they remember some of these things. So they, they all were familiar with this. And and some of the, the the heroes of the 101st Airborne were f from the Band of Brothers, and they and they revered them. And so we went through the whole thing. It was great. We had lunch with this guy and his sister, and it was a it was a fantastic experience. Really cool. And then we went down through Bastogne, and uh, we 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 tried. We made it all the way back down to Munich, and then we went to uh, Eagle's Nest in Berchtesgaden. But that was a great trip where you know we were trying to anchor it off of a prior historical event, yeah, and mm -hmm. just have fun along the way. And again, was, we didn't have everything planned. Like I said, you can get snake bit. Like we got there, and we it was hard for us to travel around because France changed the rule on rail passes, and yeah, you kind of just have to wing it and figure some of it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In fact, we 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 were trying. We could not get out of Paris to get to. Uh, Germany because they had these rules they had to make prior reservations yeah. so we took yeah. a train to the edge of France like Metz and then just jumped on a German train that was a cross-border train oh got into Germany and then we figured mm -hmm. it out from there so we ended up I don't know that night we, were, we weren't even sure we were going to end up we, we ended up in I think in uh, Frankfurt and wow. uh and just found a place when we got there. And it was so wow. a lot of seat of the pants. Yeah. But you just deal with it. And it makes it part of the experience. And, you know, like I said, the, my kids now are the older kids, even Heather, who's, who's 14 now, very seasoned travelers. They Their passports have been filled up. And I think sometimes people are maybe deterred from doing some of this because they think it's a huge um, financial undertaking. Uh, and maybe some of that stems from because I, I've never been to, well, I haven't taken kids, obviously, to Disney World, but I heard that just drains your um, pocketbook. And so, but I think people can actually do experiences for, you know, um, moderate to budget pricing if they want. And I, I don't think it has to yeah. be these like, you know, elaborate, um, super expensive things. Like, so a lot of these trips I did were quite expensive, I. But I would say I I was just taking advantage of using the points that I had. Yeah. So like I mean, if I would have paid for that China trip, it would have been over fifty thousand dollars. 
Oh if my I, god! If I, to- if, <laughs> if I told you what we did, and what was the exchange rate? Because I was no, like, no, no. I mean, I'm saying like we flew first class to yeah. back and forth. That alone is like thirty thousand dollars for the two. I used points, so yeah. I had a bunch that were going to expire, and I just used them for that. Uh, I used points in the hotels, and we had butlers, and we had awesome hotels. It's like a thousand dollars a night. I would never ever pay that, so I just used points. So. The trip still cost like five or six thousand dollars on that China trip, as an example. But I never would have paid the fifty thousand dollars it would have cost. Same's true with some of the European trips I took. We use points. It's still expensive. It was still several thousand dollars to go do this stuff. But like the main trip that we took was under probably under a thousand dollars. It was, you know, for meals and the experience and driving up there and, and two nights a hotel at a local Marriott. It was definitely under a thousand dollars. So, I mean, if you're having a hard time making ends meet, these, this is probably not for you. Right, but but uh, but think about it, because I mean, add up all your gifts that you're giving yeah, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not buying the gifts. Now, you can say I'm buying other, I'm buying stuff anyway. You know, when they need it, but uh, there are lots of things you can do around experiences that don't cost a lot of money. Yeah. It really is requires more imagination mm-hmm. than it does resources. Yeah. Now the resources obviously help open up a whole bunch of things you can go do. Um, but you know, you can just take a go go camping or you can go go just go do something. And and so, you know, we we try to I try to strive this and do more than just the the big annual trip. We try to do things like that a lot. Just fun things. Go drive for a drive for the you know, weekend. Well, you're probably talking about those experiences mm-hmm. amongst each other a lot more versus, yeah, some some right some product or something that's just sitting somewhere, yeah, collecting dust. So the uh, uh, the trip well, I just got back from, I just did one of these. Yeah, was to Tokyo. Oh yeah, right. You yeah. and Heather. Yeah, Heather and I went to Tokyo yeah. uh, for a week, and we went to, to- Tokyo and Kyoto. And uh, again, a lot of fun, great experience. That's something she'll always remember. Uh, this year, Sarah and I are doing uh, Napa Valley. Yeah, you know, we just got back from there. You and I were there with really the team. She's really going to enjoy that. Yeah, but we're gonna. But now that I've I've been there and I get a sense of what it is, we're probably going to do one day in Napa. Yeah. One day in Sonoma, and then Vegas. <laughs> oh, wow, Vegas on there. Well, Sarah likes to go to Vegas, yeah. so we're going to violate the repeat rule because we've been there several times. And you guys are both uh, champs of. Uh, yeah, so blackjack? I yeah, I like to yeah, I won that blackjack <laughs> tournament at on the cruise. So, um no, but we'll probably make it a four or five day weekend and just yeah. We'll f- fly out there, do a couple things. Because after doing it, I, I don't think I'd want to sit and drink w- wine for 3 days. Yeah, it gets to be quite a lot. No, two days is fine cuz you yeah. get a, a different feel. Nap is different than Sonoma. Well, you're supposed to spit it out, right? I mean, Really? <laughs> no, the hell, I'm not doing that. I remember, yeah. I went on one of those wine tasting things with my uh, uh, with Vicky, my second wife, and we we were in um, uh, where the hell we were in Bone, which is right south of Dijon, okay. in France. Rhone. Bone. B e a u n e. I don't know how okay. you say it. Bone. Whatever. <laughs> and. Uh, they had they, they it was at this they had this uh, wine ta- wine th- tour you took, but it was at this old hospital where they had like they used to do bloodlettings and stuff like that. And they had these little bloodletting cups where they pour the wine in. And you're supposed to take a sip of it and then spit it out and move on. Well, I drank it at 
25 stations. And by the time we got to the end, I was a blotto. <laughs> that was one of those ones you were actually supposed to uh, uh, spit it out. Uh-huh. But I, I, I just, I drank mine and then I drank hers. <laughs> and 25 stations later, I was really bad. Ooh. But those are, th- th- those kind of experiences are a lot of fun. And yeah. I would encourage people to, to really think about the notion of, Less stuff, more time. Mm-hmm. That's the theme of our podcast here, which is time optimization. Yeah, and you know you can have you can really turn this into a lot of fun, and you don't have to spend a lot of money. Agreed. Yeah. You, uh, repurpose some of the budget you have for gifts and do it for this. Uh, this can be your vacation too. Uh, I like to do the one-on-one trips with the kids because it's it's a time for me to get if I'm very busy, just you know, bond with them and, mm-hmm. and have fun. The other the other thing is if in the the dynamic of you know having three kids, the youngest kid often doesn't get to do what, exactly what they want to do. Right. So like with Heather, who's the youngest, when we would do the stuff, we just do exactly whatever she wants to do. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So what what do you want to eat? When do you want to eat? Where do you want to go? What do you want? She's the boss. She's get to do what she wants to do. So when we started doing this, she was maybe eight, maybe seven. We would just do, and, we, and and hers started off as just repeats. We would go down to Wildwood, New Jersey, down at the beach yep. for three or four days. And what she wanted to do was to go on the boardwalk and ride the rides nonstop. Oh. So, uh, whatever was fun, whatever right? she wanted to yeah. do is what we did. And she loved it. It was great. So now every year she wants to go down there for a couple of days. So, so we'll probably do that this summer. We've done it basically just about every year except one or two in the last six or seven years. Right. And then sometimes uh, early on, because you know, she would get homesick from her mother, so we would go down there for, like say, three or four days, and then the last day, uh, Vicky, her mother, and TJ and Sarah would all come down, and then the last night, we were all together, and she would show everybody what, where everything is. Oh, very yeah. So, See, yeah, that's really cool. And I told Actually, everybody she's the boss. boss yeah, and it so, kind of empowers her. So a what bit. we're gonna like choosing where we're gonna eat? Yeah, wherever she says. That's awesome. And just deal with it. That's or awesome. have an ice cream for dinner, whatever she wants to do. And uh, so it's just those experiences are great. They're part of one on one bonding, family bonding. Yeah, you can do it with friends, uh, family. There's no real limit to this, but it does require you to, to rethink your paradigm mm-hmm. about. You know, gift giving and Definitely. how you how you value your time and how you want to spend your time. And I think the last point that we have also talked about is it's more fun to do these with somebody else to share the experience. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I you know, I get. You know, we have Sean, our yeah. world traveler. <laughs> He's actually and, somewhere in Europe right now. I think is he in Kiev. Correct. I, I don't know. <laughs> and he lost his uh, credit card. So. Did you ever? Did you hear from him? No, not since he lost his credit card. So he may not be coming back. <laughs> we don't know. So he went to Budapest, and yeah. and he was supposed to go to Kiev, but he lost all of his stuff. Yeah, he lost his yeah. debit card and credit card. Yeah, I don't know how that works. But anyway, uh, he goes by himself and meets people. I, you know, that's not my style. I don't think I would do well. Yeah. Uh, but I, yeah, it's a lot more fun to do it with people. Yeah. Uh, I like road trips. I'll give you one last trip we did uh, that didn't cost a lot of money. Because uh, everyone's going to be listening to this and thinking, who the hell is this guy traveling everywhere? First of all, I did it on points. 
and because uh, I travel a lot for work, so I just leveraged an asset that I had. But I would never, you know, really, really spend that kind of money. But this is a trip that basically anyone could do. Uh, this was Heather. We did this maybe last year. I get my time frames mixed up. Yeah. Maybe it was the year before. We drove to Key West from here, so we're in New Jersey. Oh, wow! And it is fifteen hundred miles each way, three thousand miles wow. of driving. And she was uh, horrified by the notion. <laughs> yeah. But I said, no, you know, you're not going to fly first class everywhere for the rest of your life. This when is a lesson when, in reality. When, when I was growing up, we drove everywhere. I didn't get on a plane until I was, it was a, people got dressed up to go fly back then. And so <laughs> my entertainment was sitting by my dad driving, watching the odometer spin. So we were going to do a road trip. Now, I've, I've driven to Florida, I don't know. 40 or 50 times in uh, over the years, you know, especially for college, we would go down there for spring break all the time. And, you know, my sister lived down there. Right? I, and you know, when I was a vagabond, when I was younger, I used to drive all the time. So we, we drove down there. So I had, uh, we left here and <laughs> we, and again, I had, I, I had really just bookended the trip, meaning that I had one experience in Orlando where we were going to go swim with dolphins at SeaWorld. So I had that okay. reservation. So that was like on a um, Sunday. So we left Friday uh, after school. Wow. And we had to be in Orlando by Sunday. Not a, not a, not a heavy lift. Okay. We get that, it was Friday night traffic. We hit DC. It's like- <laughs> A parking lot. <laughs> a parking lot. And I'm like, holy shit, we got a thousand <laughs> miles to drive and we're standing still. I was gonna. I was ready to. So we and just, Heather's like, I'm stuck in a car with my dad. <laughs> she was, yeah. So we we pulled over and stayed over and just got up at Odark thirty, and cannonballed it down there on Saturday. Got down to uh, Orlando uh, Saturday night and hung out, had fun at the hotel. And again, we're booking hotels on the fly. Wow. Uh, I, I don't. I don't know where we we're gonna stay. So we're booking on the fly, and. Uh, we did the experience on Sunday, had a great time, and we wrapped up around dinner time. And then from there, we drove down to Palm Beach, mm. and that's where my parents were living, well, with my aunt and uncle. And so we visited them for a day. Yeah. And then we left and went to uh, Key Largo. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. Which is south of Miami, one yeah. of the first big keys. keys. Mm -hmm. I remember we stopped at the uh, dog track. I didn't know there was one. Well, Greyhound Racing has been outlawed in, in Florida, but it, they, they had it then. They still have it now. This is the last year. And uh, it's kind of seedy. Yeah. Uh, but the, the, the Palm Beach Kennel Club is the nice end of seedy. And uh, they, they, I don't know why they let her in, but they let her in, and we went and we bet on a couple dog races. She won the first <laughs> race. And like I, I don't think she's supposed to be here. She's only like 12. <laughs> and so... Uh, and then we went to Key Largo, then we went to Key West for a few days, and then I got pulled into some work issues, so she got pissed. So <laughs> when we drove back, we she wanted to, you know, again, yeah. she's dictating a little bit. Yeah. She wanted to um, stop at Disney World, so wow. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> I've been there about a million times, so we, we stopped there and did that. And then my parents, since we were down there, they had relocated to Virginia Beach where they'd spend the summer times, and we stopped at Virginia Beach on the way back, and then awesome. we went home. So it was a big road trip. You know, we had the hotels. You know, again, the hotels are just, you know, anytime you want a vacation, you have to stay somewhere. Yeah. And uh, we had the normal expense of travel, 
And it was, we did it in the car and I used my, my car and we drove around and we had a good time. And even driving down, we weren't in such a rush that we wouldn't stop and pull off the side of the road. Like we were driving down 95 and we said, Hey, I've never, I've never been in downtown Savannah, Georgia. Oh, right. You know, where they got the Spanish yeah, moss yeah. hanging from the trees and stuff. So we, we took an hour detour and went into Savannah and drove around. And now I saw it and I said, oh, that's pretty interesting. And then. Back know, in the car. Back in the car, <laughs> and, we, and we go. And now, if you ask her again if she had a good time, she'll say yes. She She's not a big fan of car trips. Yeah, <laughs> she's probably uh, wants to fly I still am. Time. I still like to do it. Like yeah. that road trip that you and I did. Oh, yeah. To, that was awesome. How much fun was that? Yeah, that was really fun. We went to the Eclipse. Yeah, Tennessee. And, and, and that was a 12-hour mm-hmm. drive to Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And it was you, me, Bart, and TJ. Yeah. And there was no plans on that. At all. <laughs> Well, we knew where we were headed. No, we knew we had to get to the eclipse, yeah. which, you know, we knew it was going through Tennessee and North Carolina. Yeah. And, uh, but we had no plans. Yeah. And we just drove and, fi- you know, figured it out. And you didn't have your ID. And yeah, that's right. You, you look like you're 12. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, George Mason, I got carded. <laughs> on the yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, that was a great time. Yeah. And, but think about that experience. Even on the way back, we couldn't get back. Yeah. So we adapted and we hung out and did the caverns and stopped at the brewery in Hershey, Pennsylvania. But the, when you do stuff like that, and it allows for really great memories, great experiences. Totally and agree. Like that trip was that was not an overly expensive. That was just a, thing, a road trip, and yeah. you know you can compare that to a first class trip to China or you know a Parisian vacation. Uh, they're just means to an end. You don't have to spend mm-hmm. the money. There's lots of things you can do locally uh, in the place you live. And I would just encourage people just to change okay. their paradigm about gift giving and the time they spend to think about experiences with their friends and family. Totally agree. So great. Well, awesome. thanks for talking today. Thanks. thanks. See Bye-bye. you soon. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. Karen, I think you were supposed to say that. Yeah, thanks. I'll take it from here. All right. Well, we got to do the, this is the new outcast. Oh, the out- outro. The outro. I think outcast is a new word. All right, outro. We're doing a new outro. We got to cover a few things. All right. One is what? Subscription. Do you subscribe to? We want people to subscribe to this, not just listen to it occasionally. Okay. Yeah. Check us out. The second thing is nothing's better than what a a five star rating. Always five stars. Got to give us the five stars because we get better search outcomes. Mm -hmm. And the last thing is comments. We need those. We need your feedback. We want to know what people are thinking. So you can check us out. The best way to do it, if you're not sure, some people don't know how to do it, go to our website. You can check it out. We'll have a full set of instructions. Uh, so whatever app you're using. Most people use, what do you use? Uh, I use Spotify. You do? Yeah. So we have Spotify. We have iTunes, uh, YouTube. There's a whole bunch. Of, whatever you use, we have it. And if, and if we don't have it, let us know, and we'll try to figure out how to get it. We can send you a paper-based instruction. <laughs> actually, actually, we do have paper-based instructions, even though. That's a fun inside joke to our team. So anyway, thanks for listening and check us out uh, in our next shows. Thanks. See ya.